Good evening. So, in response to the new Zimbabwean law, which allows pregnant teen girls to continue at school, my feeling is it's been long overdue. We need such progressive laws. Everyone deserves a second chance. That includes pregnant teen girls. They deserve a second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. It's only fair that they continue with school. Being pregnant in school does not mean you do not deserve a chance to get education. It does not. And the fact that it's 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 allowing everyone, especially the girl child who has always felt the hard end of the stick in every situation to attain her hum- her basic human rights of getting an education. At the same time, such laws can be pro- can can be encouraging, especially if not understood. It can be encouraging to teen girls. It can lead to reckless behavior. The popular, ah, why should I worry? Isn't I can still continue at school? Why should I worry? And it will increase ten- teenage pregnancies. We need to to address to address causal factors of why are we having pregnant teenagers? What is it that we are not doing right in addressing? teenage pregnancies is it our contraceptive strategy is it our sexual reproductive health strategies that are not working what is it we need to address the casual or the causal factors of why are we still having a large number of teenage girls getting pregnant and my thinking is the church in zimbabwe needs to be in the forefront in preaching abstaining, in in teaching contraceptive use and advocating for condom use and contraceptives because even if we deny it teenagers are having sex that's that's the truth teenagers are having sex we can't preach abstinence anymore we need to 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 teach other ways teach them to negotiate for condom use teach them to negotiate for safe sex, teach them to to access contraceptives and family planning, which I think should be easily accessible to everyone. And another issue is, I think um, when it comes to contraceptives, we need to have a youth-friendly stuff where, where people get these contraceptives. But overall, I think the law is good. It's a progressive law, exactly what we need in 2020. Yeah, well, I must say, yeah, that was like the toughest time in my life. You know, finding myself pregnant and at such a young age and still at school with my future ahead of me but then it had to just been which had to be cut short you know just like that it was actually tough and unfortunately during those days once you fall pregnant there was actually no two way about it you had to quit school so yeah i found myself out of school with a pregnancy clearly being a single mom because like the father of the child was not even around to like help me or support me 
so it was me and my child and obviously my family and okay considering i was raised by a single mom so my mom couldn't do much for me as well because she also had other responsibilities like my other siblings they still needed her support as well so yeah it was actually very hard finding myself like having to sit at home and do nothing just wait for the baby to come and after the baby came it was even harder because now i had to <clears throat> support the baby the baby wanted to eat the baby had to you know needed clothes pampers nappies well like everything and i didn't have a job i didn't have any qualification so it meant there was nothing i could do i was just looking up at my family so at least i had a big sister who was working by then so she was helping she could do what she like she tried to help as much as she could but like it wasn't much obviously so yeah looking looking back i think if maybe I had been given the opportunity to say, okay, stay in school, then continue with your education, write your O-levels, and then when you finish writing, take it from there, obviously. I think I would have actually done my best, because now considering that, I will have actually realized, okay, so I've made a misstep, a mistake here. I've missed my future. But I've been given another opportunity, so I think I would have used it like to the best of my ability. And clearly, I would have done like much, much better, obviously, to make sure that I even get like the best grades and qualify to go to university so that I could work and look after my child. But now, unfortunately, whatever plans that I had for my future had to be cut short. So it meant there was nothing else I could do. I had like dreams of becoming like a lawyer. That those that was like my biggest dream. I've always wanted to become a lawyer, but unfortunately with no olive nothing there was nothing I could do. And also <clears throat> like I said, um my mom was a single parent so she couldn't do much. So even after the baby came, for me to go back to school, it was actually hard. Because I wanted to actually go back and maybe write the subjects that I actually thought I could do better in. But unfortunately, for me to even have that money, raise that money to go and do that, I couldn't. So it was actually not so easy. But luckily, I had to like forced me i was forced actually to cross the border at a very young age so that at least i could try and get some like income and at least try and send myself back to school and maybe college and do something but it wasn't easy though because well i did try and at least i try i managed to send myself back to school just to write like a few subjects that I could afford and obviously you know with also all those responsibilities like looking at you you can't really concentrate but I tried uh when I first wrote I only came out with like two subjects that was English and commerce 
so i needed obviously three more to, for me to be able to qualify to go to either college or to go to college i must say to just get maybe a certificate or something to get a job because clearly university was actually a non-starter so yeah i had to write again and then i got another two so with my four subjects you know eventually you realize okay even if i can do this consider the economy in our country things the way things were actually getting bad by the day there was no way that i could say okay i've got my four subjects i can get a job that can be able to, to sustain me and my child so eventually i just quit and then i had to cross the border and go to botswana and just locate there like permanently look for a job whatever it is that i could get to help me like as long as there was income that was coming in so that i could be able to support my child take him to school so yeah that's how i started so went to botswana got a job started working in a hairdresser and yeah from there I didn't look back because now I just thought, you know, this is where I am. Clearly, this is where I'm going to be. So I had to make the best out of it. So, yeah, eventually I was able to raise enough money to at least do a beauty course, which I did. And, yeah, finally, at least I became like, obviously, the beauty industry is not so bad. So I was able to at least to support my child and support myself and at least make a bit of something for my life but clearly it wasn't fair from the beginning because looking back i think if i had been given the opportunity to stay at school i could have done even better but unfortunately that was cut short so yeah you know i think for girls to be given that opportunity to go back to school even if they fall pregnant is actually something that should be really considered because yeah it does help because look at south africa like girls fall pregnant not that's a good thing but it happens such is life they fall pregnant but they're still allowed to stay in school and then they have their babies after that they still continue the they still place them in universities they can go to college you see at least they're able to make a life for themselves and their children so it's not only like helping them but clearly the human being that they are bringing to earth also needs to be supported so with a good job at least with like a qualification or something from college or even college or university if you like it to get there you know it's actually something that a child needs every child deserves that so like denying them the fact denying them that uh, opportunity to continue with school i think is a bit cruel in my opinion not that i'm supporting like teenage pregnancy or anything but like it's just a bit unfair i think they all need everyone need to deserves a fair chance in life no matter what happens so yeah it really needs to be considered and well if i just look back at my life and i think if i had been given that opportunity i think by now i could be very fine in life but unfortunately i can't because the foundation wasn't so good from the beginning hi my name is lily i'm just going to share 
my thoughts i'm just going to comment on this new law that makes it illegal for girls to be expelled from school on grounds of them being pregnant i welcome the introduction of this law as it is in line with the unicef international day of the girl child 2020 theme which is my voice our equal future expelling the girl was discriminatory towards the girl and made opportunities unequal for the girl child versus the boy child especially when looking at boys and girls who had both participated in the act that culminated in this pregnancy so just expelling the girl and leaving the boy in school was discriminatory that's what i think now looking at it the right to education is a human right that is provided for in article 28 of the human rights act so we were depriving the gay child of their right to education so by doing that we're already making the girl's future a bit difficult yes some girls go on to have bright futures even though they've had to stop going to school and then continued after but i feel although this is not backed by research that a lot of girls who dropped out of school didn't then get the opportunity to go back to school in 2020 and going forward we want to eliminate any discriminatory practice in education because this sets us up for the future for our future practice just this week i saw a tweet where someone was asking for advice they are pregnant 15 weeks pregnant and they've been offered a job now they wanted people's opinions or input as to whether to declare the pregnancy because we all know that if you declare your pregnancy chances are the offer will be rescinded so we can see that this practice not only affects the girl child it continues on into adulthood into the corporate world so this law is good however we face many challenges attitudes of people we look at cultural negative attitudes i mean we, we we base them on culture whether it's cultural or not i don't know i think it's attitudes that we formed and we've never challenged so i welcome this law and i welcome the discussion on twitter although we say the number of people on twitter is negligible so the discussions that we have don't really count but i feel that the people who have commented on twitter people who hold high office have sort of like giving us a glimpse into what other people think. And this was a mixture of young and old, but mostly male, that's what I saw. So I feel we need to address attitudes in society. And just this morning, speaking to my sister, she says, how will the girl child continue going to school? Because other people will laugh at them so before we celebrate or oh, yes we can celebrate now we don't have to stop celebrating but then we need to look at ourselves we need to look at the community 
and we need to challenge how we address things and how, why we say some things are not cultural, you know. Is it uncultural or is it because we find it embarrassing for a girl to fall pregnant? Those are things we need to look at because a lot of things we that we don't agree with, we usually hide behind culture. When I was growing up, 80s, late 80s, early 90s, wearing trousers and wearing makeup, especially red lipstick, was frowned upon. But these are things that we do now, and I don't think as many people frown upon such behaviors. Also, as parents, we need to have the talk. How many of us are having the talk with our children? This includes both the mother and the father. Fathers should be having the talk with their boy child and mothers should be having the talk with the girl child. Let's teach our children safe sex because let's all face it, we've all been teenagers. I would rather my child be prepared than just to go out in the world and experiment without any knowledge. Here's what I think concerning this issue of teenage pregnancies. I'm, I fully stand behind the law that was passed over the weekend, allowing expecting mothers the chance to sit in school and go on in their studies. Because I really feel that it's unfair of us to deny these young expecting mothers uh, the chance to be going to school when look at, uh, for example, if this girl has fallen pregnant to a guy that she's learning with, that she's at school with, it's only the girl who has been denied the chance to sit in school. Yet this guy could go on with his education. But this girl did not fall pregnant by herself. There was a guy involved, yet this guy is not being punished in any way. I say punished because obviously if it was me who's expecting and I'm denied the chance to go on with school, I would feel like I'm being punished for falling pregnant. And so I think that um, as a society, we really were letting these young women down by denying them the chance, by expelling them from school when we should have been more accepting of their situation, trying to understand and trying to help them so that they don't get left behind simply because they, they, they fell pregnant. They don't get left behind with their schoolwork just because they fell pregnant. I mean, falling pregnant is not the end of the world. Life still goes on even after you've fallen pregnant as a teenager. And I also feel that um, we are to blame for most of these teenage pregnancies that we're recording. What do I mean when I say we? I'm referring to myself as a woman. I'm referring to myself as an older sister. I'm referring to our mothers. I'm referring to all the women in society, even to our fathers, to our brothers, because rarely do we have these, these people sitting us down discussing sexual issues with us. And in those cases where people are fortunate enough, where these young young children are fortunate enough to have someone talk to them about sex, usually it's just, you know what, you should not have sex until you are married. Keep your virginity, keep your legs closed until the day you get married. Uh, it's like we turn a blind eye to the fact that 
these young girls are involved in sexual activities. These young boys and girls are sexually active. We really ignore the, that fact when we all know the evidence being the number of teenage pregnancies that we are recording that really these young girls are sexually active and most of them are uninformed. They don't know that they, they, they can they can use contraceptives, they can use condoms, you know. There are different um, methods of contraceptives that they can use if and when they decide to be sexually active. Uh, I've been reading around. I, I love to read. And it seems as if um, in the Western culture, it is acceptable, it is more proper to have... Um, these sexual talks with your kids, parents and kids, they sit down the moment that they realize, okay, I think my child is now approaching the uh, sexually active stage, sexually active stage of life. They sit them down, they talk, you know, openly, such that even the, when a child decides to have sex, they can go back to their parents and say, you know what, mom, uh, I had sex with my boyfriend. Um... Parents are so, okay, maybe if I may put it that way, parents are accepting of the fact that their kids are sexually active. Yet here in Africa, in Zimbabwe, especially in the Christian circle, who it's taboo for someone to be sexually active when they're not married. But then reality is that these young girls are engaging in sexual activities. And so I think it's better that we open up as older people. We open up, we, are, we be more approachable. We talk to these girls, we educate them concerning sex, such that they make, they're empowered when they make these decisions that have to do with sex. So, yeah. And also, you know, uh, I was reading an article and it was saying that it was uh, on the situation in South Africa and uh, someone was saying that it's really not easy to walk into a clinic and maybe request for condoms or maybe just want to discuss the various options of contraceptives that are there. Because even at school, these things, we just talk about them in a flash. We're not really like fully educated on these issues. And so... You know, the way these older women, these older nurses will look at you when you walk into a clinic and want to discuss uh, sexual issues, you will not go back the second time. And if, for example, if I have that experience, I'm going to go and tell my friends, you know what, when I went to ABCD clinic, this is the, the, the treatment that I got. And that means my friends will probably not want to go into a clinic with the same issue that I had, that means a lot of these girls who just fall pregnant, not having access to information, not having access to the contraceptives that they should be having access to. So I really, I support this law that allows these girls to attend class even when they are pregnant. Falling pregnant is not the end of the world, really. Um, and accepting and allowing them a chance to sit in school and feel like they are still they are still who they were because it's not like they've changed as a person just because they're pregnant they're still kids they want to grow up they want to go after their dreams and their dreams are still valid even if they are pregnant you know so it's good that we're allowing these girls to go back in class 
and learn and go on with their education.